I should have woken up earlier. Bro, did I tell you? This is already becoming a great day. I guess I'll just wait until we're done here. I'd rather not eat and record anyway. Welcome back, breakfasters. This is Michaela. And I'm Sermi. And as we mentioned in the intro episode last week, we're going to be talking about cancel culture today. For those of you who didn't know, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, cancel culture is the, and I quote, removal of support for public figures in response to their objectionable behavior or opinions. This can include boycotts or refusal to promote their work. For reference, here's a very recent example of cancel culture taking place. Doja Cat is a popular music artist who started gaining a lot of fans after her songs started becoming very popular on TikTok in late 2019. Since then, she's been in a few share of scandals. A famous one is her coming under fire for posting homophobic tweets a few years ago. Most recently, however, Doja was canceled when people found out that she had made a song back in 2015 about the black struggle using a racist alt-right term as the song's title, and that she has also participated in several chat rooms on a website that is notorious for being a virtual hangout spot for racists. She herself is half black, which makes this whole situation even more controversial. Within minutes of her song and videos resurfacing, many took to Twitter to express their anger, and soon enough, the hashtag DojaCatIsOverParty had taken over the internet world by a storm. Doja did apologize a few days after, but that didn't stop her former fans from quote-unquote unstanding her, because many didn't feel that her apology was sincere enough. In today's episode, we're basically going to be chatting about our thoughts on cancel culture and also discuss some specific instances of cancel culture that we have witnessed. Again, as we mentioned, we plan on keeping this podcast PG, so we may not be able to talk about a lot of popular cancel culture moments. Now, Servi, straight off the bat, what's your opinion on cancel culture? I think that, you know, while the roots of cancel culture are coming from a place where we as humans, you know, just feel the responsibility to hold people accountable for their actions, it has recently grown on to become something very, very toxic. After all, people are not subscriptions that we can just, you know, cancel as we want. I believe that there is room for people to change and that we shouldn't be so quick to quote unquote cancel people when we don't know why they did what they did. With that being said, I do think that people and famous people especially should be held accountable for their actions as they have a huge influence on their followers, whether it's obvious or not and whether they want it or not. Michaela, what do you think? Well, for me, cancel culture, I think does do its job in helping raise awareness on certain topics, especially if they're less known or if somebody is unaware of something, it's really good to help make someone more aware of it. But it does cause a negative impact because it has a tendency to forget that people can change and grow um, in their opinions. So because cancel culture commonly brings up things that happened years ago, like 
tweets or just videos people made a long time ago, people kind of jump to assume that that's who they still are without giving them a chance to kind of explain the situation, which who knows what the case is, but people forget sometimes that people can grow as a person. Yeah, exactly. And I think one instance of this is when Camila Cabello got called out for saying a bunch of racist things and like mm-hmm. saying the N-word and stuff and all of that. And she said this, I think, when she was like our age, like how old we mm-hmm. are right now. And we may know, like we know that these things are wrong, that you shouldn't be saying these things. Maybe she didn't know that what she was doing was wrong. Maybe she didn't have somebody guiding her and telling her what she did was wrong. But like at the same time, like I do not condone people saying the N-word or just being racist in mm-hmm. general. But I feel like you know, we should be a little more kind when it comes to past events, especially something that happened like maybe like a decade ago. Like some people just bring up things that happened maybe not even like a decade ago, like things they did maybe in like the 90s, like Jennifer Lopez apparently shading people back in the 90s. Like I feel like she's changed as a person. So I feel like you can't bring things that Mm -hmm. happened all the way back and say, oh, they're a bad person now because of what they did back when they were maybe like 18 or 19 years old. You know, the way you're raised and what you're surrounding tends to be the way you think. And so if you're Mm -hmm. being surrounded and raised in a racist household, you're going to think because you're going to think that's just the way it is. So as a kid, that's how you act. Maybe it's not how you truly think, but once you grow up and these people become successful, this stuff is going to become uncovered. And although they're out of that situation, it's going to be brought up and they're going to have to kind of apologize for that and address it. Yeah, no, definitely. Being intolerant is not okay, obviously, but I feel like if you have grown as a person and you feel like you have, you know, changed and your views are different, then obviously you should address it because many people just think that if you don't say anything about it or say anything or address what you did in the past, then people automatically assume that you're a bad person and that you still think that way. And so obviously, yes, I think that it is appropriate and very much needed that people apologize for past things that have been done. And something that I really, really hate is that people don't apologize until people call Mm -hmm. them out. Because I feel like as an influencer, like kids look up to you and you don't know what this kid is hearing off to the side. You just know what they're hearing. And so you kind of want your platform to be something that's clean and happy and that you can be monetized and make money from it. But I think... It's important to address those things because those kids look up to you and basically show them the proper way to apologize for something and own up to what you did. Um, I think that as an influencer, someone apologizing for being canceled or whatever they did, they need to not make excuses as to why it was done. I mean, if it was done with malice, like there's no point in creating excuses I think if it's an accident there's a little bit of leniency to that but instead I think people should mostly talk and focus on why they won't make the same mistake again 
and what they learn from this experience. Exactly. And these YouTuber apologies that are coming up recently, like mostly mm-hmm. within the makeup community, those are so haphazard. Like you can literally just watch three seconds of the video and you'll know that they're only doing this mm-hmm. because maybe their management is forcing them to do it. Or maybe they feel like, you know, they want to still be in the limelight and they still mm-hmm. want the fame. And so to hold on to it, they will do whatever it takes. And even if that means just, you know, just a just saying a scripted apology just like oh i apologize Mm -hmm. for saying that for saying these things i'm not the same person i will never do that again like that is just the standard youtube youtuber apology today and frankly i hate it because what the heck like what are what are you doing if you sincerely don't want to apologize then maybe think about it reflect on your actions reflect on why so many people are calling you out and then come up with a good apology you need to take action and do things that are proving that you've learned from your mistake so like instead of creating like a one clip unedited video of you apologizing that's 20 minutes long maybe create like a kind of like a film of kind of speaking out on this instance and speaking out why it was wrong kind of leaving a lasting message which has a lot more effort and it also shows that you care another apology that just really really i don't i don't even know like i don't know how sincere it is is when people are just, you know, typing up on their notepad and just sharing their screenshot of whatever apology Mm -hmm. they wrote down in their notes app and just putting it all over social media. Like, we can't tell if you're being sincere or not. Like, this could have been written by your management team. Like, we don't know if it's coming from you or not. And if it's not coming from you, then how can we believe that you're taking accountability for what you have done in the past? Like, you need to be you need to show the people that you're being sincere and again like i said if you're not sincere about it then don't apologize reflect on it reflect on why so many people are angry at you and why so many people are calling you out and then when you realize what you have done wrong then come in front of the camera and record it it doesn't even have to be like a well-polished well-edited video as long as it's sincere as long as people can tell that you are doing this because you truly are sorry that that is the good apology that is the perfect apology that is the apology that people are looking for and -hmm. you will be forgiven and hopefully you won't be canceled because you are now showing that you are a good person and that you truly mean what you're saying yeah i just think like apologies and like addressing your issues and mistakes is really important but i don't think cancel culture really has um a good name for itself You know what I mean? Like, I think cancel culture, it's like, they don't take any outside information. They don't take in any new information they just see, and then they cancel. And I think that that's, like, pretty toxic, and it's ruining a lot of people's incomes. And it's just making things harder on the people who are making a living off of this influencer-type job because of these... Yeah. People who don't take in information from both sides. It's 
so easy to just start this hashtag on Twitter. It's so easy. You just have to type, oh, Doja Cat is over party or Camila Cabello is over party. And then within minutes, there's this one community on Twitter, and I'm not going to mention specifically which one because I understand that not all people who are part of this community are like this. But basically, this community, like, they support um, this specific type of music and what they do is that they just use they see these hashtags trending like if they're like doja cat is over party they're like oh here's a hashtag that we can use to promote our fan cams and now these fan cams are things that people just you know make edits of their of, of their oh my god i'm losing words so they make these edits of people that they so-called stan oh or God. somebody that they listen to routinely and then they just use this hashtag they literally just tweet that hashtag and below the hashtag is a picture or a video of their fan cam and i'm just like what what are you con contributing to this conversation if the celebrity just goes on twitter and they're trying to figure out what they did wrong they don't want to be seeing your fan is cams. that what it is they're probably just going to think this is stupid i've what? never known what that was i was so confused why they say like this hashtag and then they post a random video that doesn't even relate i was always like confused i'm like what does this mean and my whole feed yeah when i look up the hashtag my whole feed are fan cams if you're like a part of the fandom to see somebody else's like fandom getting canceled or whatever i've never been in a fandom before but i think it's really easy to just be like yeah they suck and then promote that person getting canceled because they like support the other one and sometimes like the hashtag doesn't even have to be trending for them to just jump on and put their fan cams sometimes they just take a random celebrity and then they trend that celebrity and when the celebrity goes on like maybe when the celebrity goes on they're probably gonna be like, what What did I even do? Like, they, they didn't do anything wrong. And now I know I sound really, really passionate about this. Yeah. But I promise, like, this, this community, like, I do listen to music from this community. I'm just not a part of it on Twitter or any sort of social media because I just feel like not like are you are you I avoiding like saying the fandom because you're scared you're gonna get canceled? No, I'm just, I just don't want to say it because I don't want people to point fingers and then, because already people who are outside of the fandom look down upon those people who are in the fandom and they're like, oh, you're a part of this. You're probably a part, you're very toxic <laughs> because I believe that not, and I feel like there are a lot of people who don't want to be a part, who don't want to claim that they're a part of this fandom just because of like these toxic yeah. fan cam like, there's thingies. a part of and, it that's ruining it for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that this is just limited to this community. There are a lot of fandoms that are really, really toxic. And they will literally jump at any chance to defend their icon while dragging down I think another. I see, actually, occasionally people being like, I'm sorry for the... Like, on Twitter, I see people apologizing for that side of their fandom or whatever they're a part of because i feel like yeah, for yeah a lot of them a lot of the really competitive like groups bands or whatever have a really toxic yeah. group in their fandom when it, there's yeah. a lot of competing between the bands or the singers or whatever exactly and it's just like 
you can you know that you can support other artists right like i'm not talking about this community in general i'm just saying to all music listeners to all stands and fandoms like literally you can listen to another person and like their music and like what they do without dragging down another mm -hmm. so it's just like you know just i just think that in general the online community needs to be kinder that is so true. i think the reason why cancel culture has gain this big of a momentum is because people on the internet now because they're in an anonymity and all that kind of stuff they just feel like you know they can say I whatever they want and get away with it's it it's really hard now to be politically correct than it was like 10 years ago it's really hard now yeah. because i see on tiktok they're like you really should have put a trigger warning for this or people agree, get mad yeah. because somebody's like expressing how they feel about their body but in someone else's eyes they're like i wish i had that body and so they're like shaming mm -hmm. back and forth and people are getting like canceled because they didn't put a trigger warning stuff like that i feel like people are getting canceled for making small mistakes when we should have a yeah. more gracious heart when it comes to that stuff because we have to understand people are going to make mistakes not everyone's perfect and we know that they most likely didn't do that with malice. They most likely didn't post mm -hmm. that hoping to hurt someone else in that sense. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, some people are going to get mad at me and they're just going to be like, why are you like so fired up about this? It's not that big of a deal. But in my eyes, it kind of is because there are actual people's lives getting ruined mm -hmm. by this so-called cancel culture. Some of them, and I just it, think that. But most of them. Yeah. Well. So. <laughs> well. Yeah. There are obviously some people who are incredibly racist or just terrible people, and they do deserve what is coming their way. But at the same time, saying that they are canceled is not really going to do anything. You're not because one problem. Yeah, you're not addressing the problem one and two you are like just because you say you cancel someone doesn't mean that other people are going to cancel them too like for doja cat there were so many people who were quick to cancel her without even listening to what she had to say and granted her apology wasn't you know as good as it could have been considering the situation but um she did try and she, people were canceling her even before she posted that apology Basically, it all just boils down to being kind on the internet, innocent until proven guilty, but a lot of people don't seem to understand that right now. And that's something that I hope, you know, changes in the future, mm -hmm. because I want people to be kinder. I don't care if that sounds cheesy, because I mean it. I just want a society where people feel more free to express themselves without you know, getting canceled because they did something small. Obviously, when I mean expressing themselves, I don't mean going around being racist, being horrible people. I just mean, you know, small things where people, just because a lot of people don't agree with what they believe in, it's not right to just outright cancel them. Like, it's okay to disagree with them, but don't cancel yeah. them for small things. Next Wednesday, we're going to be posting a new episode, our second episode, and we're going to talk about college, college admission tips and our future plans with college and, you know, just kind of getting more comfortable with applying to colleges and getting into our first years 
because we are rising seniors. Again, this is Michaela and Saravi signing off for now. Thanks for breakfasting with us today, and we hope to see you again. Bye. 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 Oh, food, I'm coming for you.